0: felt the earth shaking lately. I'm not talking about an old, oldie song, but I'm talking about I'm not talking about earthquakes either, even though we've had some of those. I'm talking about absolute fear hovering around humanity. People are afraid of, of and, and some rightfully so, I mean afraid of COVID, afraid of losing loved ones afraid of financial future, afraid of what will happen to our job, what will happen to our church. Uh, a new president was elected. Well, what happens there depending on what your political party is? There's concern about that. Well, what will, ha- what will our future look like? What will our kids' future look like? So it's just fear. And please understand that Jesus Christ associated the last days or the end times you know what he associated with that time frame? Fear. He says in Luke 21, there shall be, they asked him about signs in the end times. He says, there are going to be signs in the sun, and the moon, the stars upon the earth, the stress of nations with perplexity, the sea and waves roaring. Men's hearts, and that's King James English, that's, let's be, let's just say that's men and women, people's hearts, failing them for fear, And looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. There'd be changes in the sun, moon, and stars. There would be perplexity. I had to look that up. That's inability to deal with or understand something complicated or unaccountable. There would be distress of nations. And notice the very next topic. What's one of the signs of the times? People's hearts would fail them for fear. Today, I want to preach on this topic. The earth is shaking. The earth is shaking. Would you pray? God, we're going to look at your word this morning for the last part of this service. God, I don't want to just share some interesting information or read a couple of passages. I want something to come to life in someone's mind and heart. The only way that that can happen, Lord, is not my ability or my humanity, but God, we need your word to come to life in our life, God. So, Lord, help every heart and mind to be open and receptive to what it is you want to speak, Lord, because I am confident you have a word for your church today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. When the world around us starts shifting and changing, humanity immediately turns to fear. Why? Because things we cannot control are are changing. That's why I just, I mean, that's why God just i felt gave me that word, even about the football game. We're so nervous because we, I I don't know what's going to happen. And why did he throw to him? He should have threw to him. And and like, there's this, there's this fear as you're watching, because you have zero control as you're just watching someone else play out your life. But that bothers most people when you can't control something, when you have to trust someone else with something. And Jesus goes on and says, the powers of heaven shall be shaken. So I have a question. Does God actually intentionally ever shake things up? I mean, is that the kind of God we serve? Does God ever intentionally shake things up? I believe there's revelation in his word because look at what the Bible says. We don't have to try and guess or, 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 I wonder, let's see, well, my opinion is. No, 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 Let's, let's let the word of God interpret itself. Look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25. It says, be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. For if the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, referring back to the Old Testament, the earthly messenger, we will certainly not escape if the one capital O—that's that's the Lord—speaks. Who speaks to us from heaven? Verse twenty-six: When God spoke from Mount Sinai, His voice, taking us again back to our Old Testament, His voice shook the earth. But now He makes another promise. Once again, and He—and it's 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 Him He's speaking. Once again, I will shake not only the earth. But the heavens also, now get this, last verse. This means all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. Interesting. Why would God shake things up? Scripture tells us. I'm going to shake things up so that only the things left are the things that cannot be shaken. Let that sink in because that is powerful. God is saying, I'm going to shake some things up to keep only the things to remain that cannot be shaken. And look what he says in the very next chapter, Hebrews 13. So we can say with confidence The Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can people do to me? If I just came out of a chapter, and you got to remember, chapters and verses were separated. That was something later. The Bible was not originally written in chapters and verses. That's something that, in the translation process, that was added to. And I thank God for that. Imagine saying, let's go to that book called Hebrews, and you're going to go about 73 lines down. And, I mean, imagine. Thank God for chapters and verses. Imagine Bible quizzing with no chapter and verse. In the book of Mark, somewhere. I mean, that'd be tough. Did you memorize your, you'd have to memorize books at a time, not even verses. It says, therefore, because the Lord, well, I just came out of that that previous chapter that says God's going to shake the things that can be shaken so that he only has the things that cannot be shaken to remain. And right away, you start talking about shaking up someone's world. That's kind of scary. But the next chapter says, I don't have to fear. Why do I have to fear? Because the Lord is my helper. And if God's my helper, then it doesn't matter how much shaking goes on. And so we notice a pattern in Scripture already in the last days. There's two very clear things. Number one, there will be a shaking. And number two, when there is... The hearts of humankind will experience fear. We're living in time right now where there is a shaking and human hearts are experiencing fear. Folks, we're living in the last days. The earth is shaking. People are afraid. But am I speaking to you, to, sh- to make you afraid? Like, well, now, you know, a lot of times you preach about these last days, get ready, and then everybody leaves scared, and we're supposed to get our lives right. I'm not saying this to, to scare you, to bring fear to your lives. Because you look at this, it says, when you read that passage in Luke 21, 26, men's heart failing them for fear, uh, the powers of heaven will be shaken. He didn't tell them this to try to scare them into following him. I could probably bring up statistics and stories and really freak a, a, a couple of you out So where you might come to an altar and, and you might say, oh God, I want to serve you. It's the beginning of 2021. The world's going to end. It's going to burn up tomorrow, Lord, help me. But that won't keep you. That won't keep you. Fear never keeps anyone committed. But love does. And so Jesus didn't look and say, you want to know the signs of the times? Oh, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, and this is going to happen. So you better follow me if you want to get right. Now he gets done telling him that, and he says in verse 27, Then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things that I'm talking to you about, when these things begin to come to pass, look up. Lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Jesus is telling them these things not to make anyone afraid. End time messages, God's come back. You better get ready. That's not to scare anybody. That, that when, when I say, I'm going to look up, I'm looking for Jesus. I want to make sure that I'm ready. When the earth sh- starts shaking, I'm not freaking out. And so... What happens when when the earth, when when our situations begin to shake, what do people normally do? They typically don't look up. When you see someone who is discouraged, down, depressed, fearful, anxious, frustrated, where is their head usually? He says, the earth's shaking. I already told you it was going to shake. Lift your head up. Not time to be looking down. We read about an account in the Gospels. Peter, he is in the middle of a storm. Matthew chapter 14, verse 24. The disciples were in trouble. Far away land, strong wind had arisen. They were fighting heavy waves. Imagine, it's three o'clock in the morning. You know, we always want to be down on the disciples. Man, I can't believe those guys. They just—they're a bunch of bunch of heathens. They can't believe they didn't have faith in Jesus. Imagine yourself at three in the morning, in the middle of a storm, your boat's taking on water, and the waves are crashing all over the place, and you see a human being walking on the water. It's a ghost. Well, what a bunch of—they lacked faith. No, no, no. I'd probably be saying, "It's a ghost." I mean, like, come on, we cut them some slack here. It's three in the morning. Their boat's jumping all over the place. They're in the middle of a storm, and here walks Jesus. I mean, imagine trying to look out in the pitch black. It's that pitch black darkness. Is that a human being? Dude, I don't know. That's, that don't look like Why would there be a human being in the middle of a storm? Three o'clock, he comes walking on the water. They're like, it's a ghost. And Jesus says, don't be afraid. Take courage. I'm here. Jesus, do you not see that our whole world is shaking all around us? Jesus loves walking into situations that are shaking out of control. And I just don't read a lot of fear in that verse. He just comes walking. He didn't come running. He didn't come shouting. He just came. I mean, I just imagine Jesus. He's just what did that look like? I mean, were there just waves all over the place, and he just like walks through the waves? He's like, "What's up, guys? <laughs> What's going on? Don't be afraid." This is all he says. He doesn't. He doesn't talk about the situation. The only thing Jesus talks about is this: Don't be afraid. I'm here. That's it. You don't have to talk about the situation when Jesus is there. When Jesus shows up at a place, the situation no longer matters. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how big the waves are, what time of the day it is. It doesn't matter how big the waves are. It doesn't matter how much water is in the boat. It doesn't matter how much shaking is going on. Jesus shows up and says, hey, guys, I'm here. Don't worry. And Peter... It should have just ended there. Peter, type A, cleric. Hey, if that's you,
1: I'm coming on the water.
0: Okay. She's like, okay, Pete. Peter goes over the side of the boat and he starts walking on water. We want to get on Peter's case, but to this day, he's the only person I know of that's ever walked on water. And I tried. I read this story when I was a kid. I, walked. I tried to walk on bathwater. It doesn't work for me. I haven't tried in a while. <laughs> Might be because I take more bath, I mean, showers than baths now, though. I don't, I don't know. But, but still the only guy that walked on water. Yeah. And he goes walking. Now he's doing good. I mean, I, I wish I knew how many steps did he take. How, 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 obviously, it's a storm. Jesus probably wasn't too far from the boat, I would imagine. Peter's just like, y'all, check this out. Be like, bro, record this. I got to throw this on my Facebook account. <laughs> Man, that'd be today. That'd be today. I saw a meme one time that Jesus turned the five loaves and two fish, and he had a line. Of, Is this gluten-free? Is there any, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus can't do those miracles no more, you know? It's like, we're so concerned with so many things. <laughs> but He's walking. You know, check this out, guys. They're recording, they're like, live on Twitter right now. And so he's walking on water, and his eyes are on Jesus. But then the scripture says, when he saw the wind and waves, Jesus just said, don't worry, I'm here. So if you keep your eyes on him, you're fine. But Peter, when he starts to look down, Eyes come off Jesus, onto the circumstance, and immediately failure follows. Because for us, where where does most humanity put our focus? It's usually on the situation. And when things start shaking, we begin to sink. And some of us, we're losing out with God right now. We're losing opportunities to make an impact in our in our worlds and community, our world and communities, because we're not stable enough to keep our eyes on Jesus, and instead we're looking down at the situation around us. Let's face it, culture has shifted. If you, we, I think most people have stopped, but if you're still going, I just I want things to go back to normal. They're probably not ever going to happen. I, I, it's not trying to be negative. We're, We're not going back to anything. Culture has shifted. There are some things that will probably never be the same. As the Bible says, what can be shaken will be shaken. The world as a whole is shaking with fear. But that doesn't concern me right now because Jesus says the world's going to shake with fear. What concerns me is this people who are supposed to keep their eyes up and be ready, people who are are supposed to be aware of the times, people who are supposed to be getting themselves, their families, their churches, their communities ready for what's next, they're shaking with fear. They're focusing on the storm. They're looking down instead of lifting their heads. I'm not afraid about the shaking. Jesus said the shaking would happen. I'm more concerned about the people who are, who are afraid of the shaking that are the ones that were called to keep their head lifted up. The world's shaking with fear, but the church should not be. I'm thankful for my wife for many reasons. Whenever I say that, I don't run my notes by her. So whenever I start a disclaimer, I start a line like that. She probably gets nervous. But... Um, I, I, I'll work on a project. I'll knock a project out. I mean, I'm, I'm not unf- I'm afraid of work, but sometimes I get overwhelmed. One of those things, one of those times is moving, anytime we move. So you guys are stuck with me. I am your pastor for a long time because I'm not moving, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you start moving, and you, like, have to put everything in boxes your whole life. And then as you have kids, and they grow old, and you yourself, you just accumulate more things. And you put them in boxes and put them on a moving truck and try and pack them on a moving truck. And you realize one moving truck's not enough, so you got to try and fit them all in there right and do that stuff. And then you get to the next place, and everybody helps you unload. And you're like, thank God for friends that help you move. Amen. And so they help you move, but then they leave. (laughs) You're like, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Love you. Thank you. And they leave, and you're like... And you can't even move in your house. And at that point, I always, I'm overwhelmed. I'm just looking around. My wife will catch me. And she's like, what are you doing? I just don't know where to start. I... She says, just grab a box. Open it up. I was just like, there's, bo- which which box? There's just, there's boxes everywhere. And they're stacked high. And they're, I don't even know where to start. Is anybody getting ready to move? I don't want to discourage you. <laughs> but if you're getting ready to move, from the Liberty area, we've had a couple people move. I'm sick of people moving away. I want people to move in. So if you're getting ready to move, I want to discourage you. Let me take a minute. Moving stinks. You just need to stay here. And so she's just like, well, just start somewhere. Just open up a box. Just do something. Recently, I've heard about people doing something. I heard a story about someone who grabbed a a bonfire pit and put it in the middle of their cul-de-sac and brought out a guitar and started strumming a guitar and singing songs of worship and the people from their neighborhood just started coming hanging around the bonfire and they started a small church service there and they would start weekly meeting and playing the guitar around the bonfire and sharing thoughts from the word of God. See, we say, oh, I just wish we could be like, I wish we could see what the New Testament church saw. I wish we could walk in the eyes and, and, the, and the, on the feet of, and the steps of the disciples. I wish it, Do you? Because now we're, might, we, we're getting that opportunity. But if we're going to start to reflect the first century church, then we have to be willing to do some of the things the first century church did. And they didn't have a building big enough to contain them. They couldn't just go to one place one time a week. They understood I'm the church, and so they were the ones that maybe would grab a bonfire pit and start singing around. Matter of fact, Pete Paul got bit by a snake around a bonfire. So we know that these were biblical things, and so now you're afraid of bonfires. Don't be afraid of bonfires. but. But you see, people started doing things. We had people start online Zoom Bible studies. A friend of mine has 10 people every week joining him on an online Zoom Bible study. Some have moved church services to their home. I'm so thankful that 2021 just started, and this church already has five Bible studies going on, including at least one online. We need more people. We, there's people everywhere that are looking for something. Their world's shaking. What are we waiting for? Why, why are we waiting? Well, I hope things change. I hope we get back to normal. If we ever get back to normal, then are, we need something to get back to something to be the church. We've got we to figure out a way to be the church no matter what goes on in society. And sometimes it's just do something. Start somewhere. The church moving forward might not look like the church that we've gotten accustomed to. But if we're seeing ourselves return to the first century condition, we got to get a first century mindset of what can I do to be, the, to, to be a follower of Christ, to do the things that he's called me to do. From what I can tell, if the church can get ourselves together quickly, if we can set aside fear and anxiety and begin to walk with faith and expectation, then we will quickly see something. Hear me. We are living in the greatest opportunity in human history for revival and growth that the world has ever seen. Right now, ah, I don't think so. You're just trying to be a motivational speaker. No, 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 no. Right now, the world's shaking. People are looking for something. And we are living in the greatest time in human history to show the church, be the church, and go and make a difference in that community. I, I'll tell you, I was just at a district leadership uh, uh, meeting about two weeks ago and a prophetic word went forth that God spoke to the, to the to the ministers there and said that he is getting ready to use the Missouri district to impact what will, will start in the state it will go to the country and it will go enti- throughout the entire globe and he said, and I'm not talking about something that's later in 2021, he said it's something that is immediately going to start this Sunday in your churches in the state of Missouri. Last Sunday we had more people than we have had in a while guests, we welcome you back and God began. To do something already next week that last week that he's continuing to do, and he's going to continue to do. And so, I want you to know that God has a plan, you're a part of that plan, and 2021 is going to be powerful. Oh, yes, the challenges are great. The world around us is shaking with fear and uncertainty. People are looking for some types of answers. They want stability. They want hope. They want to experience the miraculous in a world that seems bleak to them. What better time for the spirit-filled church to step up and step out and say, I'll talk to you about stability in an unstable world. I'll talk to you about what God can do. I'll talk to you about the fact that His, his actions are never dictated on the circumstance. God said there's going to be shaking and there's going to be fear, but where is the church? We cannot look down and stare at the storm, church. With the, the earth is shaking. God is extending his hand, just like he did to Peter when Peter began to sink because he focused on the storm. There are so many people in your life right now that are focusing on the storm, and they are going underwater, and they just need someone that is stable to come in the midst of instability, in the midst of the storm raging, and every Shaking, and they find their stability in Jesus. And they say, Hey, here we go. You don't need to do it. No, no, don't worry about the storm. I'm here, and the reason I'm stable, let me show you why. Let me introduce you to the reason why I'm stable. We have an amazing opportunity in front of us. If the church can just recalibrate and make a comeback, we're gonna see some of the most significant growth in human history. But for this to happen, the church needs to realize we're not just looking, uh, we're not just locking arms and hoping for things to change. You know, we've, some of us have come through COVID and we're coming back to church and the crowds are starting to grow again. But it's not time now to lock arms and go, oh, just, we just got to be strong and hope things change. We're just hoping that this year, hopefully it'll get back to normal. We're just waiting. No, 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 no. That is not why the church exists. If things never get back to normal, we still need to be the church. If things never go back to what we thought they were gonna be, we still need to be the church. And so we have to figure out a way that the church is not limited to whatever the circumstances around us. I wanna be like Christ. I wanna begin to be stable and, and extend my hand down to someone who needs me. You have the power, hear me. You have the power to stay above the water in a storm. You have the power to stay above the water. In a storm, but in order to help others survive, you yourself first must learn to survive. To stop focusing on the storm and understand that God has given you the power to remain stable in the middle of instability. When we finally get to that place, when we finally can extend our hands in the midst of turbulent times and pull people out to a stable place in the middle of fear and and, and tossing and turning. Jude 23 says, rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy still to others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. Snatching them out of the fire that insinuates a stable place, reaching to an unstable place. But hear me, church. We cannot, we cannot, we cannot only be stable when the world around us is stable. That might be the best thing I'm going to say this morning, so it doesn't get better than that. We cannot be stable only when the situation and circumstance around us is stable. Some of us have even been wondered, wondering about our children. I'm not going to be much longer this morning. Wondering about our children. What are they going to do? What will they do in the future? What, what if things get worse? What does the future look like? Well, I just wonder my baby, what they're going to raise and what, what they're going to school in. What, I just feel like things are shaking. I don't, what about my kids? What about what they're being taught? What about if they have to continue to wear masks? What about, we're 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 scared for our kids. Our kids are smarter than we think. They know when mom and dad are mad. They know when mom and dad are full of fear. Sometimes I hear kids talk to me, and I can look at my wife and I can say, there's a lot of fear in that house just based on what kids regurgitate. They know when they have a mom and dad or dad, or guardian, who prays and walks in faith. The greatest way we can prepare our kids for an unknown future is to let them see faith, hear faith, and read faith in their home. My wife recently came across on social media an awesome thought. Imagine that. Social media occasionally produces an awesome thought. And this person said, don't feel sorry for or fear for your kids because the world they're going to grow up in is not what it used to be. God created them and called them for this exact moment. Their life. Was not a coincidence or accident? Raise them up to know the power they walk in as children of God. Train them about the authority of his word. Teach them to walk in faith knowing God's in control. Empower them to know they can change the world. Don't teach them to be fearful and disheartened by the state of the world, but hopeful that they can do something about it. Every person in all of history has been placed in that time, and they were there because God has a Sovereign plan. He knew Daniel could handle the lion's den. He knew David could handle Goliath. He knew Esther could handle Haman. He knew. Peter could handle persecution. He knows your child can handle whatever challenge comes their way. He created them specifically for it. Don't be scared for your children, but be honored that God chose you to parent the generation that is facing maybe the greatest challenge of lifetime of our lifetime. Rise up to the challenge. Raise Daniels, David's, Peter's and Esther's. God isn't scratching his head wondering what he's going to do with this mess of a world. He has an army that he is raising up to drive back darkness and to make him known all over the world. Don't let your fear steal the greatness that God has planned for your child. Don't let your fear steal the greatness that God has planned for your child. I'm just thankful that David's dad wasn't saying, David, he ain't never going to do nothing. David, there's nothing we can do. Daniel, even if they feed you to lions, man, you're just going to die. There's nothing that's going to happen in your life. I'm thankful that somewhere, some parents instilled something in a young child that they knew, if I got to go to lions, God's going to be with me. If I got to go in a storm, God's going to be with me. If I got to face a giant, God's going to be with me. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I don't shake in fear because when storms come my way, Jesus shows up and says, hey, guess what? All I got to preach and say to you is this. I'm here. That's it. I don't have to worry again. When Jesus walks with me, I can walk on the water. I can go in the Den of Lions. I can face the giant. I can walk through the Red Sea. It doesn't matter what what society is doing. It doesn't matter how much stuff is shaking. I serve a God of stability, and it's not dependent on the circumstance. Times are changing, but be stable. The world is shaking, but be stable. It's all in God's plan. He said, you want to know the signs of the times? Things are going to shake all over you. It's only so that I can get rid of the things that are. I want to keep the things that are stable. I'm going to, only thing that's going to remain is that which is unshaken. In the meantime, he's calling you. I'm going to close this service out with just a pretty popular Christian song right now as we wrap this up. But I love the words to this song. Because in the middle of hopeless times, your hope. In the middle of unstable times, your stability. Your stability is not dictated by what is going on in society. So don't worry for the community. Don't worry for your church. Don't worry for your children. God has all of us here for such a time as this. That's what Esther's uncle or cousin said to her. He said, Esther, you might think, oh, you're, you're here wondering. He said, Esther, you might be in the kingdom right now in the midst of all this shaking and instability and threat of death and fear all the things that are going on in your people esther god put you in the kingdom for such a time as this and i'm talking to a church today that you are here your children are being raised in such a time as this because god has a plan for you and because of that i have this hope
2: As I walk this great unknown, questions come and questions go. Was there purpose for the pain? Did I cry these tears in vain? I don't want to live in fear. I want to trust that you are near. Your grace can be seen in both triumph and tragedy I have
1: this hope In the depth of my soul In the flood or the
2: fire You're with me and you won't let go But sometimes my faith feels thin the night will never end will you catch every tear or will
1: I have this
0: all, in the depth of my soul in the the fire, with me, you oh let's stand to our feet these altars are open the world is shaking right now but God isn't the world's shaking right now but you don't need to be your stability is not based on the circumstance of society. The world needs stability right now and you've got it. You walk with Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter the storm. Jesus is saying, I am with you. And so I'm inviting someone to find a place to pray this morning. To know you don't have to be afraid. Don't be afraid for you. Don't be afraid for the church. Don't be afraid for your children. You just keep teaching them what it means to walk in faith and not fear. To keep speaking life to let them know go be a difference go show the world light go show go be a salt in the lot in the world you're stable your stability your God is not based on this the circumstance of society sure it's shaking acknowledge that to them but let them know you're going to bring a difference you're the one that's going to bring hope to the hopeless thank you Jesus